Season one of Watch With You is made possible by the support of Barry from Podcast in Color. Thank you, Barry. Lovers of good television, lovers of diversity in TV, this is Watch With You featuring your favorite ladies of the court, Lady D and Lady H. This is Lady H. I have with me Lady D and a special guest. You want to introduce your special guest, Lady D? Her name is Pixie. You can probably hear her in the background. She is our visitor for the day. She won't be quiet. <laughs> That's all right. We love the animals. We love the animals. The queen had her corgis and you have your pixie. It's all good. Yes. She just can't sit on my lap because she weighs just as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's another story for another day. So we are here to conduct our epilogue episode for Bridgerton. This will be the last time that we talk about Bridgerton in full. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling good. You know, can't wait for season two to come Mm -hmm. and we can get back into the characters. Um, You know, season two will focus on another Bridgerton. So I'll be happy to see, you know, how that unwinds next season. But yeah. All right. There's there's other, you know, there's other stuff out there for us to watch and bring to our uh, followers. So that's well, I mean, but in the meantime, I do have a question for you, you know, while we're still focused on Bridgerton. Um, what, I know that you said before that you haven't read the books. Uh, while we are waiting for season two, do you think that you will go and read The Duke and I or maybe other Bridgerton stories? Maybe at some mm-hmm. I do my reading based on okay. what I bought. <laughs> And I still have a mat. Look, bought or was given to me, and I still have a massive library of about, I don't know, twelve books that were either bought and or given to me in the last year and a half that I still need to read. So it'll mm-hmm. get. I'll get to it. I think a couple, a cup, at least a couple of them. Oh. Hopefully, in the near future. But I have at least eight, six books from you to read. And I did read, reread the first three books of the Bridgerton. I got them from the library and I read them after, um, after I saw the show. But um, speaking of books, like I was at BJ's, I saw the TV tie in cover with um, this Daphne and, and um, this Duke. And I thought, should mm-hmm. I do this for you? Uh, you know, because what lies on what is on the cover is not is what's beneath the pages. So um, I was hoping that with the popularity of Bridgerton and it has exploded in popularity. So many people have watched it. I believe the last count was over 80 million people have watched the show. And much to the discussion of diversity and how for the most part people are happy to see it and happy to have it you have the tie-in cover I was hoping that they would change the description of the Duke a little bit so that uh, to match the tie-in cover Mm -hmm. but if not um, what do you just think about the impact of Bridgerton as a whole and uh, do you think it has shifted the landscape of what's viable 
I think that as a whole, it's letting everyone be seen, not just one particular type of person, race of person, like everyone's being seen. Um, because Bridgerton touched on every thing. We had a little race discussion. We had a little sexuality discussion. We had the value of women discussion. You know, what men are expected of, what is expected of women and what women, you know, can do beyond the norms. So I think it was, uh, gave us something all to think about. Um, you know, and the diversity we had, so, you know, people of color were seen, are being seen in this version, you know, of the Bridgertons in a time period where mostly we're not thought of, especially thought of, of having some type of rank and time to do things like fall in love. <laughs> so, you know, and then we have people talking, we have in general, people watching that don't normally watch romance things unless they're forced to. <laughs> you know, you got men sitting down willingly watching mm -hmm. the show. But, and you know, and talking about it as we had our guest on to talk, speak on the men's uh, view of the show. Um, you know, we have uh, all of the the parodies and reactions on Instagram and TikTok and you have you know black women uh posting their Instagram and TikTok videos of them and their Regency cosplay mm -hmm. and you know things that not necessarily it was done but maybe not on full forecast and broadcast um and right now it's making allowing everybody to be seen like I like to do this and it's okay for me to do this it's okay for me to love this time period and be a part of it and not be in a um, subservient interaction of that mm -hmm. time period okay so. I will say that um, one community that hasn't really been uh, shown are um, people who of the disabled community. So I know this that um, mm -hmm. Simon had a daughter, but he overcame it. So, but mm -hmm. it's not the same as if you were an amputee. It's not the same if you uh, are a wheelchair user or something else along those lines or difficulty ambulating, whatever. They weren't really shown. Um, I'm sure that there is critique about um, the queer community and how they were shown. But you know what? There's still time. I'm hoping that with the explosion and how people did respond, like you were saying, hey, we, we want to be seen that uh, as the series progresses, that they will take that into consideration and uh, try if possible to just, even if they're, I mean, you know, at some point, at some point have that representation there. I also noticed when you talked about some of the other things that we could uh, talk about, especially in season one, I am thinking about Mr. Malcolm's Lit. That is a book um, that's out right now, but 
there's an overture and then which I will link to in the show notes and then there's going to be a movie coming out um, and Mr. Malcolm is a black man one of the characters is played by Miss Chan I cannot think of her first name but she is an Asian British Asian actress and then there's Frida Pinto that comes in so and she is an Indian actress and so it's like people are coming everywhere we are going to talk about Sandyton and in there you have Miss Lamb Georgiana Lamb Um, one thing that I will say about the impact is that not only has it been a rise of people finding community the historians have come out of the woodwork and boy do I love them and I have attended so many talks um, about this era uh, and specifically how British had colonized so many countries and the fact that a lot of those men that colonized, that came over and colonized did what colonizers do and had children. <laughs> and so some of them sent their children back to Britain to be educated, to be out in society, to inherit lands and titles. And I don't know, I haven't gotten too far into research to know what their situation was like, but they were there and I'm glad that they're being shown because these adaptations, which a lot of people consider fantasy, was more like reality than one would think. What was fantasy is having all white tons, is having all white servants, is walking down Britain, the streets of London, and seeing nothing but white people. That was a fantasy. So I'm glad that historians are coming out and doing a lot of fact checking. I think that that it will continue. Uh And I am glad that people like me who I introduced myself or you introduced me in the, um, in the beginning as a second generation Jainite and I'm a Sherlockian so that people like me, black women who like this era of time will be able to see representation in a way where I see it all, you know, I've seen in the past of white, and that's fine. You find it, and to quote Lovecraft Country, which I have oft quoted, you find the things to like, to love about a, a story, a movie, whatever. And then you make peace with what you can't. And so I am glad that I am no longer having to make peace, that there is a better reckoning. So I am grateful to that. You also talked about TikTok videos. Um not only have mm-hmm. there been TikTok videos, Rico Nasty, she did a performance on Jimmy Fallon with her new show, and she was dressed out um, in that period garb. There's been some other people. They will be on the syllabus. Um, so if you want to check out how different people are incorporating, um, are they, they're, just in, they're incorporating the look, and they are also incorporating some of the Regency dialect, I've heard people like people talk about folks being a rake. I've heard um, Lady Whistledown is becoming, it's going to be, I predict, <laughs> if it continues to grow in popularity, that it will be added to Oxford English Dictionary's Word of the Year. Uh, you know, just being uh, a rake. No, no, not that. That's already there. I'm talking about Lady Whistledown <laughs> in terms 
Oh, lady. Let's oh, yeah. Down. You okay. know, just in terms of a shorthand of a gossip rag or, you know, trying to fool somebody who is observing. So an example of that is Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan's relationship. The joke is like, mm, they still trying to fool Lady Whistledown. Like it is a ruse, a Duke and I ruse. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but if you say Lady Whistledown, everybody knows what you mean. So in that respect, it's a part of the zeitgeist. And it's interesting of which zeitgeist it's now a part of. So before, I think it may have been a part of a very white, woman-based, romance reader zeitgeist. And now everybody, it's on Black Twitter all day. You know, it's on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's on Fleets, it's every, it's on TikTok. And I, I think that that's wonderful. And I don't think that that would have happened if, like you said, people didn't see themselves. So I think the impact is great. And I am wondering what they will do with the series in the future in terms of who else will be impacted and what that looks like. Will they build on it or not? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and other than impact, which we talked about, what you know? What were your favorite scenes of Bridgerton? This, you know, collectively into this, the entire season one. My favorite scene, favorite, most favorite. So, in other yeah. words, let me do. Let me qualify you for a second. Oh. None of the sex scenes. <laughs> we're gonna take them off the table no shooting up the club You're funny. none of that oh my god so, that uh, wasn't actually any of my favorite scenes honestly oh uh, well hashtag disappointed well I mean you know the sex scenes are the sex scenes but the the favorite scenes are when we get to know our characters my favorite scene actually is when they went to uh, Queen Charlotte Mm-hmm. To ask for the special license to marry, and basic and Simon basically professed his love for Daphne. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You said that because my favorite scene is when Lady Danbury rescues a young Simon and tells him that she, like everything that she did, to be terrifying. And mm-hmm. also says, like, I'm going to help you and you're going to be worthy of that help. So, and I, I guess that is the same type of feeling, character development. Yeah. And not the sex. Disappointed. Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Well, what I, I, your least favorite scene and still no sex scenes. So. <laughs> okay. So we're taking, so we're taking all the sex scenes off the table. No, I'm all teasing. Right. I mean, I guess if you really had one where you were like, them stairs looked uncomfortable, but now I'm teasing. No, no, no. Well, if we're going to take the sex scenes off the table, then my least favorite scene. No, you can have it. I was teasing. You can have it. Um, I probably have two. And they actually happen to be sexy. Oh, okay. Go for it. So one was our controversial scene. Okay. Um, And then my other one was when they were mad at each other and they 
got busy on the steps closest to, I think it was her room, mm-hmm. his room. It was in the middle. And then he was, and and then he was like, "Yeah, nah." Oh, so <laughs> so the fact that he left her wanting, you yeah, mean- with that, which is all, it's that control and dominating thing that men do in general to women. Like, oh, it's okay, we can get ours, but we don't need to let women get theirs. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I think that was my least one. Because, look, when you're, it, it sucks to be hot and bothered, and then you guys are in the middle of a fight, but you're not, you were actually heading towards the makeup sex, and then was like, yeah, no, we're not making up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Like, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I just, I thought I was, I was gonna make up with you for a minute and then get you all stirred up, and then I'm gonna go. No, I'm not making up with you now, and then leave you in the midst of your your emotions, your your emotions, your sexual feelings, and everything. Just make her be mad. Make her be madder at you <laughs> for for multiple reasons all right i hear you i i would say the one thing that kind of stuck out for me was um was was when uh lady featherington hit marina i was like wow yeah violent not good didn't okay. like it didn't like it and so i mean but that's and, and you know the other one. See, both of my least favorite scenes actually happen to feature Marina, where Marina is um, centered in a way that is not great, and that was mm-hmm. also she was being paraded around with multiple older or two multiple older suitors, and one of them said, "Let me see your teeth." As a Black American, that hit different. Mm. You know, I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and in a way, it, it hit. Of let me see what I'm buying. It, it was dehumanizing. Didn't, oh yes, didn't mm. like it. Didn't like it. So I okay. mean, you know, yeah, and yeah. I can see that. I can definitely see that because you too are a Black American. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is true. Sometimes I think I sometimes want to block some of that traumatizing. Uh, displays out and just mm-hmm. watch it for what it is. So mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, that is very much true. I I think that and and then the way and then the way that she sm- the way she smiled is like this is some bullshit. <laughs> yes, she she I don't even consider that a smile. What she did was bare her teeth at him, you yeah. know. And I have seen. Uh, animals bare their teeth at them. They ain't smiling at you. They're warning you. And mm-hmm. you know, and I do not want to compare Marina to an animal. She's because that's the whole entire point. She is fully human, and they right. were taking that away from her. That she is a fully fleshed 
woman with complex feelings and choose being reduced to just a problem. So, but I will say that for the most part, I think that what we did try to do was to kiki and laugh and celebrate the joy of it. Yes, give critique, give give opinion. And, you know, one of the reasons why I, uh, you know, worked on that syllabus was for people to engage and critique differently. So if you don't want to, you know, think about it like this or say, you know what, there's so many other shows and period pieces and things where that scene that hit us a certain way is fully prevalent where there is no escape. And if you do want to watch something just to relax and just full of fluff of it, then I don't want you to take that away and won't engage in it further. But it was there. It hit different. I felt it. And then, you know, I let it go. Um, It didn't diminish the story. And if anything, I felt more connected to Marina and also more sympathetic and empathetic to her because as she said like I don't want to be the villain of the story and it would be really easy to write her off as villainous but she was just a complex human being in a restrictive society that needed to and what she needed was room to expand although that didn't really happen for her in the way that we would like So we talked about our least favorite. We talked about our favorite scenes. We talked about impact. Um, We talked about, well, let's just, well, uh, I talked a little bit about Sandy 10 and um, Mr. Malcolm's list, which I don't think is coming out to 2022 perhaps, but what else is out there that, you would like to talk about in terms of what could be coming up next for us and the watch with you podcast um so we have uh, cinderella well brandy and whitney houston cinderella um oh uh-huh. because we said we would also talk about some films um mm-hmm. you know you were telling me about vanity fair that we're mm-hmm. going to add and we're also going to so we're going to do a couple movies probably right off the bat um, to bring us back into television shows um, mm-hmm. because we are watch with you know it's not just television shows it's movies too and mm-hmm. we're open to suggestions I think if yes. people want yep. to reach out to us on any of our mediums, whether that is on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Um, wait, wait, mm-hmm. let me, let me like, if I may interject here. So yes, we are open to suggestions, but here are our parameters in case we didn't make this clear in good case. We didn't um, the two of us and watch with you podcast we would like to censor black women. So if you, in season one, in period pieces, but um, I would also like to say Regency, Renaissance, Victorian, uh, that type of period pieces. Maybe later we'll do period pieces um, that are more American uh, because of which we have plenty. Um, but that's another story for another day. But we're, we're keeping this... Um, English, I would say maybe French, I don't know, 
but definitely um, the Londonish feeling going. We would like to see Black women in a significant role, if not the lead. And so if you do have um, suggestions, please let us know. We are considering, I mean, the only uh, exception is Brandy Cinderella, because uh, it's Whitney Houston and it's Brandy. And um, it just, it, it's a classic that I think transcends place, time and place. So um, it's Black History Month, y'all. I'm not sure when you will hear it, but at the time of this recording, it is February. It has just been released on Disney+. Plus. It came out in 1997. I have not seen it since it aired in 1997. So uh, I definitely want to talk about it. Lady D said she had the VHS tape and could watch it whenever she wanted to. I did. I still Look, I still do. It's downstairs. <laughs> well, see, there, so she, she's more familiar than I. So with that exception, um, if you have any others, let us know. We are aware of Harlots on Hulu, so that is under consideration. We definitely are going to do Sandy 10. Um, We're if off- we can, still crossed. Yes. yes. And, and also Belle, the movie. Yes, Belle, the movie. Um, the personal history of David Copperfield has been suggested so we can get those. Um, Mr. Malcolm's List, the overture is out now. It's a short film. Uh, the theatrical releases, they're still uh, taping, I guess. I'm not entirely sure, but we're aware of that. Um, but if there are any others that say, oh, you should consider this television show, please, please, please let us know. And will that make you a guest? Uh, probably. <laughs> you know, at some point in time, we're like, listen, you recommended it you've watched it please come on in and join us as we give our thoughts mm-hmm. very much so and i was just thinking while we were mentioning cinderella i've seen mm-hmm. the original black and white version where there's would be a good comparison were they black people in that well there wasn't that's why i said it would be a good comparison of how they Offset it, offset and updated it. Nah. <laughs> I will not say no, but I mean, you know, if you can, if if we can find it, yeah, I haven't. That's a thing. I mean, yeah, it, I haven't seen the original version in many, like when I say many, many years. I think I, I would probably say late eighties, early nineties. Well, if you have a compelling reason, you know, like for it, because oh, you know, I don't know. Whitney Houston. Look, I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, I've watched them both. Whitney Houston and Branty's version is the best version out there. (laughs) Okay, I mean, because for me, I just want to watch it. Like I said, it's been since 1997 since I've seen it, and I don't know, but I mean, I wanted just to talk about it just as its own unnecessarily as a comparison because I'm looking at it as it's incomparable (laughs) and just talk about as it is um, without comparison. It's kind of like I I watch and love this and I don't talk about the movie in comparison to Wizard of Oz. You know, if I'm going to compare it to something, I'm going to compare it to the Broadway version, which is different than a movie version. But um, 
you know, both of them stand on their own. But I think with, but honestly, I think Wiz and the Broadway version, you know, are an adaptation of the Wizard of Oz, which they are, which is just like Bridgerton is an adaptation of the Bridgerton books. So they can be different, be their own and different. Uh, I know you didn't read the books, so I'm gonna let that stand. What? But I thought they could be their own and different. Okay, which is fine. So they can be they their comparisons don't have to be made to their books. Don't you know? Especially if you know it's an adaptation, not a based, not a based off of you know. When it's really based off, you want it to be true to the book. But if it's an adaptation, it doesn't necessarily have to be so true. At least. Okay. If that's in your eyes, as I said, I'll leave it there. I take it. I heard what you said. Well, um, before we go too far off topic, and just to conclude everything, what are your final thoughts about uh, Bridgerton? in general so just your closing and final thoughts closing and final thoughts can't wait for season two to come back hope they keep up with the same level of uh scenery costumery um costuming i should say uh embracing of the period with the mixing of the modern period like with the music I hope they keep all of that up. And I hope that they continue to keep up with the diversity in casting. So I'm all here for it. And and that they keep the storylines having happy endings. I don't want any unhappy endings. I want to escape because, you know, life is not always a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But overall, I am very impressed with Bridgerton and that we'll be back for season two. And it's and three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> I'm speaking awesome. them into existence. I, I I hear you. I take that. I will say that uh, I think on the last episode I was I mentioned that I would love for Bridgerton to be like um a, to create their own universe where they drop Easter eggs. And that that you see in future seasons. Okay. Um, the one thing that they do is that would be really interesting is because yes, there are eight books for the Bridgerton siblings that we are introduced to, but there are also prequels, mm. and the characters um, pop up in some other romance novels not written by Julia Quinn, like Eloisa James. So it could be really, really fun and interesting to create this romance-based world. Uh, overall, my thoughts about Bridgerton is the fact that I appreciate that they made a true um, romance novel adaptation and that they took itself seriously for what it was. It didn't make, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't melodramatic in a way. And they were rewarded with that with, I know that um, Reggae John Page and Echo and oh Lord, I'm so sorry for Lady Danbury. I don't remember her name. Both of them were nominated for NAACP awards and um, Bridgerton, I believe, were nominated for other awards. So I Golden Globes and Bags. 
hey, you know, and I, I appreciated that they, that they are being seen. And that's something that we know doesn't happen with genre film and television is that oftentimes like the comic book shows that they're not really seen and honored. And so romance novels, you know, for this to be an adaptation and a true adaptation, that for it to be seen and, and honored is a great thing. And I am, and I think that that speaks to the production values and everything that we saw. So my overall thoughts kind of go into that and in saying that I too see the production values and the work that went into it. And I think that um, they're being nominated is well-deserved. And I am, um, I was pleased overall um, from everything. I don't think that there isn't too much that I would change. I mean, I still would see Louise in the street and we would, be, we would tussle, but um, I'm kidding. But, you know, it, it still, it took us on a journey and I appreciated it. So more of thoughts that it was very good. I would recommend it. I have recommended it. I also recommend the books with the caveat that you understand that this is an adaptation and, um, and an elevation in a lot of ways. So if you do peek into season two and you start having ideas, just be open. So I am open to, to see what they do in future seasons. And I hope they have multiple seasons like you. I second you putting that out there in the universe. And um, I'll be back for more. All right. It sounds good. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for this season of Bridgerton. Uh, we will be back to, you know, we have some things planned, but we definitely want to do Sandyton. We look forward to hearing from you all. Uh, we will have a website. Uh, all of that will be in the show notes. You can reach us on our Instagram and Twitter pages, and you can send us an email. So we do look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We invite you to send us your feedback, musings, puns, and comments at watchwithyoupod at gmail.com. On Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, watchwithyoupod.